Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. My name is Amy Atkinson, and you're listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. It's time to kickstart a fourth season with an Olivier nominee and an OG queen. She's currently starring as Vivian Ward in the original West End production of Pretty Woman the Musical, alongside Danny Mac as Her Edward, a show that features Jerry Mitchell at the helm. Before that, she originated the role of Catherine Howard in the West End production of Six, and of course features on the now infamous and record-breaking soundtrack. She's also appeared in musicals including Zorro, In the Heights and Legally Blonde. And if she doesn't have enough on her plate already, she's also one of the founding members of the band SVN, alongside some of her fellow queens of six. So here, in an exclusive episode to kickstart season four and direct from backstage in an actual theatre, it's time to discuss reigning long over the queendom as the OG Catherine Howard in Six the Musical, including that record-breaking cast album and its 200 million streams, plus how she helped input into things within the show that are actually now seen globally, and why she's totally jealous of the new superstar Broadway version, including that one opportunity that would bring her back to the show. We also discuss her starring role in Pretty Woman the Musical, why she felt nervous working with superstar director and choreographer Jerry Mitchell, being back inside a theatre to perform live for the first time since the pandemic struck, why she tried oh so desperately to get out of performing live on ITV's This Morning last month, more about the debut single from her incredible all-female group SVN, and perhaps when we might be able to see an album from the superstars, plus that one thing she's most looking forward to when the curtains rise in the West End. So, are you ready? It's the all-round incredible Olivier nominee. It's Amy Atkinson kickstarting season four of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. To meet with current restrictions and to stop the possible spread of COVID-19, Amy and I connected for this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Season four of Eleven, get ready as it's Olivier nominee. It's Amy Atkinson. Hi, Amy. <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to see you. And I should say for anyone, obviously, this is a podcast, so they can't see you as I can, but you're in actual theatre. I cannot believe I'm actually having a discussion with someone that's doing theatre. I mean, I don't I even know. want to talk about COVID, but let's just talk about the fact that theatre is back, things are happening, and there's yeah. audiences. And it's kind of quite overwhelming to talk about it because I feel like all I've done for the last 15 months is talk about how terrible everything is and how miserable everything is and try and find good but you're actually making that thing called theatre before we talk about (laughs) this career and everything and all the amazing things that you've done let's just address the fact that you have a background which is in a dressing room you're doing live theatre this evening Um, I know I am I am does it feel amazing it does it's such a surreal feeling like being here you know the lights of the mirror are there the tannoy's on yeah it's really surreal but it's it's really really magical like last night we had our first so we're doing the show must go on mm-hmm. so there's like 18 west end shows they're all coming together and we're all singing a number um and then there's like this big end number that we all sing together and as soon as it finished 
the whole audience in the palace theater just went warm and you could just feel like this amazing energy and yeah it was quite emotional actually it's it's amazing to be back it really is was it quite strange were you nervous when you know the sort of opportunity to walk on and actually return to theater with an audience because we're so used yeah. to doing it behind a, a lens and a zoom where obviously you get feedback but it's not quite the same as doing it with an actual audience yeah I was not gonna lie I'm, I was actually quite nervous and I I don't actually really get that nervous I'm quite cool calm collected but yesterday um I was like oh my gosh what is wrong with me but stepping back out on that stage again and um yeah just seeing people staring back at you was uh it was kind it was amazing but yeah quite nerve-wracking actually I don't want to get sort of too DNM to start with deep and meaningful sort of this <laughs> early on but did because when you step out of something and you stop doing what you're so used to doing sort of as part of a rhythm for pretty much all of your professional career do you then get nervous or sort of self-doubt the fact that can you do it when you go back you know is the voice going to work are you going to still love it does that does that actually happen? I mean, you all you have those thoughts, don't you? Of course yeah. you do. Like we haven't been, I've not been doing eight shows a week. Yes, I've been lucky enough to do some stuff in this time, but it's not the same as doing eight shows a week and that like, building up the stamina. But I think it will be fine. It's just working back up to it again because we were at the peak of everything, you know, I just started in Pretty Woman. We'd just done three months of rehearsals and, you know, intense stuff. So I was just firing on all cylinders. Whereas now... It's been a year and a half in my room, in my living room. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you said stuff. You've been doing a lot of stuff. I mean, you've been doing all those Zoom <laughs> dance classes and singing and everything. You've been keeping everybody sort of the love of theatre going and entertain, which is much to your credit. And I know that a lot of people oh. that has been a lifeline. And as much as it's been fun and obviously there's been a business side to it, I can imagine for you, it's also been a lifeline for you as well to sort of keep part of the industry, even when the industry is sort of stopped. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things that we started just, oh, we got basically me and my housemate, Gribby, uh, we got asked to do um, like a coffee morning sort of thing with London Theatre. And it was really, really fun. It was the first time in lock the first lockdown that we felt like we had purpose and we had something to do and people really loved it. So we just continued to do that. And then that's when we started the dance classes. And um, yeah, not only was like you're saying, it was amazing for the people that were coming to the class, giving them something to do every week, but it, it was for us as well. It was amazing for us to have that stability and to have something to look forward to. And it just kind of escalated from there and yeah, became like a really positive, like force in this time. So it was really lovely. Did it sort of make you tempted to become a full-time dance teacher or are you going to stick with what you're doing? <laughs> I've done it my fair share of dance teaching in my time, Will. But um, I mean, I think, you know what? I've had a really lovely time teaching. I used to do it back in the day when I was really young. I had like my own school and I had, you know, I had three other schools that I used to teach at. So I was quite full on back in, back in my time. Um, but I haven't done it for so long. So during the pandemic, teaching again and having that one-on-one -on -one connection with students and stuff was actually really, really lovely. And I thought, this is something that I've kind of neglected my uh, to give back I know when you're in theatre you, we are always giving back because it's such an amazing experience but to do stuff like that was actually I thought you know what that's really important and something that I want to continue doing probably not every single Saturday two classes but I'll, I'll do my best <laughs> are you surprised or you know was it a, an enjoyable surprise at that, that to see the the different types of people that sort of 
partook in the classes because it seemed from social media that there was every sort of size, type, race, age, yeah. sexual. Like it was amazing just to see how people just wanted to connect, not just with you, but just with the sort of the world of theatre. I, I thought that was amazing. It was. It was an amazing time, actually. We didn't know when we put that first dance class out if anyone would come. So when we had, we just couldn't believe it. And like you said, there were so many, the age range was ridiculous. And, you know, we started off doing lots of sick stuff, but then we progressed on to other stuff. And I was thinking, you know, maybe people will drop out. Maybe they just want to do the sick stuff. And, you know, that's cool. That's fine. But they didn't. They stayed with us the whole time. So, yeah, it was really, really lovely. Can I just say that if you did A Pretty Woman, Your Beautiful Dance Class, I would have attended that one because I'm obsessed. (laughs) Well, we did do Luckiest Girl in the World, and yes. I didn't see you there. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I was at the back like I always was at school. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, yeah I, of course. I like to think I can dance like loads of people. I also like to think I can sing, but people very quickly correct me on that. So I'm going to leave oh, the no. fantasy. I'll leave it to you. You're very much the expert. But we mentioned Pretty Woman there. So let's talk about the fact that you are once again a West End leading lady in literally a box office smash like it's crazy like I remember talking to Simon who's a very good friend of mine who's the press representative for Pretty Woman and he was like I mean I'm sure he won't mind me disclosing this but just saying like it's gone nuts like literally crazy does that add to your excitement or does that make you go holy fuck now I've sort of got to be (laughs) really amazing like how do you approach it I I knew it would do well because we just we love the movie right it's it's a part of our I don't know it's in us I don't know we just oh everyone loves that movie so I knew it would do well but I didn't expect it to be like someone gave me the figures the other day and I thought are you joking me I had no idea um and now we've got you know we're moving to the Savoy and but you know what I don't feel the pressure because I feel like it's such a good show and I've seen it now I watched it on a DVD and I thought (laughs) oh do you know what it's actually quite good isn't it um so no I I get it I get it people people love it you know and it's also sort of really important to point out that it's not trying to be the film that's why I think it's so successful is that it is a standard obviously it's of course inspired by the film but it does very much stand on its own and you have a very famous person musically involved as well who I can imagine getting to sing those songs I mean just must be like such fun like like yes I'm walking out every night it's so cool like his uh it's so Brian Adams and Jim Valance their score is ridiculous like I couldn't have hoped for anything better just the combination of them and the movie and like the the iconic lines is just I'm living the dream I really am well I was but I'm gonna live it again (laughs) (laughs) it's like a TBC you are you're not you are going to it's every every type of ism thing it's gonna happen in terms of I guess your relationship to the film beforehand were you obsessed I wasn't like an obsessive but I loved I loved the movie it's I don't know what I don't know what you call it but just everyone knows it everyone knows the lines um but my co-star Rachel Wooding she is an obsessive she knew everything about it I felt so much pressure I was like oh my gosh like I love it but she is she's obsessed she's obsessed but yeah it's just fantastic isn't it so how was it the first time you got the opportunity to slip into of course that famous red dress which you look (laughs) phenomenal in I mean you look insane (laughs) I always think when you get iconic pieces of clothing that are obviously replicated for the stage that you it must be impossible to be able to reach the sort of the height and the level of what people expect from it but actually I can imagine when you get to wear that you do go I feel bloody brilliant like you must feel amazing (laughs) yeah I do but I do I do but there's always that pressure isn't there I think because they're so like they're so iconic like all of those those looks are just like oh my gosh it's this one you know oh my god it's the the white shopping outfit oh my god um it's the black boots whatever it is so um but 
yeah, I mean, the costume, they've made them so well and that the, I, I do feel fabulous. I'm not going to lie. I do feel great. <laughs> the beauty of this show is that it's, of course, directed by Jerry Mitchell, who has brought so mm. many of my all-time favourite sort of movies to the stage, of course, mm. Hairspray, but also Legally Blonde, which I say, and anyone that listens to Eleven rather regularly will be sick of me saying this, but I think Legally Blonde is one of, if not the greatest stage adaptation of a movie ever. I think it's just, yeah. it's almost almost on par with the actual original film it's so 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 good so to be able yeah. to work with somebody like him as well you sort of you feel like you're in safe hands yeah you do I agree with you as well about Legally Blonde I just think that's absolutely genius I love it so much and that they should make that into a movie musical but that's that's a side note anyway I was really nervous to work with Jerry just because he was a massive fan of Six Okay. Like a huge, huge, huge fan of Six and a huge fan of Catherine Howard. He used to like send me pictures and videos of him like in his house, like doing all you want to do in a wig and all sorts. So I thought, oh my God, like I hope I live up to like, I don't know, do you know what I mean? So I was yeah. really nervous to meet him. But um, yeah, he's fabulous. And he's so, what's great about him is he's so full of like positivity and energy and, and, and love. And yeah, he's, he's like just great fun. Do you mm. know what I mean? He's great fun to work with and, it's just so easy and, and, and just, yeah, great, great yeah, fun. Definitely. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person that sent you videos dancing to six. I'm glad there's someone oh, else. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and Jerry, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned there about sort of enjoying it and pressure. And I, I actually think that for anyone that doesn't know, Amy performed recently on This Morning and it felt like a homecoming for you. But oh, I guess- Oh my God just judging by the reaction when I said the word this morning you were like no it didn't feel like a homecoming it was awful oh my god I was so nervous I can't explain to you my like so I was gonna say between you and I but this isn't between you and I this is between you and I and everybody else but who cares um I my worst nightmare my worst nightmare is singing live on tv and when I got this job when I got pretty woman I thought the worst thing they could do to me the worst thing they could do to me is make me sing I can't go back which is like you know the 11 o'clock number 11 11 there you go um <laughs> on live tv and I was begging them when we got the call about this morning I was like please can we pre-record <laughs> please, please, please 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 so I was absolutely pooing myself but once it was done and I didn't fall down, I didn't say anything stupid and I didn't, you know, crack on any notes. I thought, you know what? I'm so glad I did that because yes, it was amazing, you know, for the show. It was amazing to be with the girls again and, and you know, do all of that. But also for me, it just made me go, no, do you know what? I can totally do this. I don't know why I'm so nervous. It was, it was great. It was so much fun and everyone was so supportive and lovely. So it was all my ego. That's all. <laughs> well, it, I don't know why you were nervous because it was so good. Like the acting oh. was amazing, but just just like the placement and the fact that your belt was so full, and I was just like, oh my god, she's just got it. I was like, sort of like, yeah. Sort of like I, I think at the time I said something quite rude. I was like, yes, bitch, you get it. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> I love you know that. What I mean? You're like, yeah, I love Be- that because it is one of those songs where it's it's such a good song, but you can tell as an audience member, and this is very much a positive, that it's quite hard to sing. You sort of go yeah okay you and you sort of feel like you're working for it and that's why I think it's so impressive when you deliver it and yeah. just with absolute ease like you do in terms of getting to perform on national television and of course again I know we referenced the film but like that's another opportunity for you to separate the film from the musical which I yeah. can imagine in terms as an audience you know people watching it I imagine a lot of people went oh my god it does stand alone it sort of gets rid of any of the naysayers as well that perhaps haven't had yes. the opportunity to come see the musical yet which I think again yeah. is such a huge positive no you're right I think it was really good that we did that particular song even though I was obviously pooing my pants it was really good because it is one of those numbers that you go oh yeah it's great and it stands alone outside of the movie so you're so right about that I think it showed 
you know, we did the little scene before and everyone got, you know, the iconic lines and all of that stuff, but also they got to see a little glimpse into Brian and, and Jim's like mm. amazing score. So that was really cool, actually. How are you watching yourself back? Are you the sort of person that can feel quite comfortable no. doing it? No, okay, no, nah. no, 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 no. My friends were like, you got to watch it, it was great. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, obviously I saw bits and bobs on the old Instagram that people tagged me in and stuff, but um, no, I can't, I can't do it. I just pick it apart. Are you the same with albums? So for example, do you ever listen to Six? Uh. I I, uh, I have listened to six. I have listened to six. I was really proud of six, to be fair. I thought, oh, yeah, actually, that's quite good. The only thing about six, I always think, is that when we recorded the album, we'd only done the show six times or eight times or something like that. And it was right at the beginning. And so we weren't, I think it's great. I do think it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I, I hear it and I go, oh, that's not what I ended up doing. Yeah. when we finally did like the big fancy production and we toured around the country and all of that and then came back to London and it really like progressed on. But as a standalone album, I, I, I am really proud of it. But I, I can't, any other, I can't listen to my own album. Absolutely not. Can't listen to any of that. Well, it's a good job that like a hundred million plus people haven't listened to it. Oh no, they have. Yeah, they have. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you cope? Can you cope? It's like, I saw that the other day. Someone said it's it's like 200 million something or other. I didn't even understand that number. Craziness. I interviewed your lovely friend, Natalie, who of course is in Six With Aww. You. And I, I sort of said to her, I was like, what's it like having the Beyonce money off the album? And she was just like, oh, 200 million people. How do I even understand that many people? And I was like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. What's yeah. going on? It's crazy. It's good. And it continues to grow. And I think it's actually just to sort of nerd and geek out for a second. I think it's a good observation that you made about the fact that it's a studio recording it's not a cast album and it's also not a live yeah. album you know and yeah. I think I wish more people would do that I really do because it gives us a yeah. glimpse as to it feels separate to the show but also feels yes. like obviously of course is connected so I wish more people would do that I think it's cool I think it's cool I was always hoping they'd maybe do like a live recording I think that would have been really really cool um yeah. you never know maybe they will in the future um yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's a, it's standalone, but obviously majorly connected. But it's so many different things that you hear in the show that you don't hear on the album, and you know, vice versa. Yeah. It's interesting to see how things <clears throat> develop. Of course, it's impossible to predict the future and know what's going to happen and yeah. different iterations and stuff. But it's um, is it is it interesting for you just we're on the topic of six to see how the show has changed because you were part of so many. I remember coming to see. Uh, it was one of the previews just before the first run in town. And mm. then I went back to see it later on when you were there with my friends. And then I saw the the Broadway version. It's like, they are similar, but very different. And it must be yeah. nice for you just to see our project that you worked on for the beginning has evolved. Yeah, it's. Re I went to see it in the, the little gap between the two lockdowns, whenever that was. And so I went to see it when they were at the Lyric. And um, it was really surreal watching it because... Oh, it's it's very it is very similar to when I did it, but it's so fancy. It's so fancy now. They've got their Broadway set and they've got their all their fancy costumes and stuff. And I just went, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. And I, I totally get. It. I never I've never seen it. So when I saw it for the first time, I was just like, uh, I get it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, seeing it like translate all over the world is weird. It's weird. Like how, how we didn't we had no idea it would do that. You know, we didn't. We were just doing an Edinburgh show. I don't know. It's just so surreal. Have you seen any of the American production? Because obviously that's noticed to be very different because of the accents. I've only seen like the odd little bits on, you know, if it pops up on your feed and stuff like that. I haven't delved into the into it all, but I would love to go and see it. I'd love to go over there and actually watch it. I think that would be 
incredible. Stephanie J. Block, who of course was in Wiki just before Adina Menzel, tells this amazing story about how when she was doing one of the first workshops before they'd even really brought it to a workshop of Wicked, where she messed up the lyrics so much that she just sort of made something up. And that's actually in the show now where it's sort of, Mm. when you then go and see the show, are there bits that you go, well, I actually did that or I sort of made that creative decision and now that's a thing they're doing in like was it like 10 productions or something crazy yeah there's there's little bits there's little bits in there I think it's weird when you watch yeah when you've like created something and then you watch other people play that part you're like oh my god it's so weird it's so weird obviously what's amazing about six I think what is incredible is anyone can play those roles it doesn't matter you know shape size ethnicity um it's just it's fabulous so I think that's an amazing thing. So I'll never, I've never seen anyone and gone, oh, they're they're doing the Amy version. Like it's always yeah. so unique to the performer, which I think is really cool. Because I think when a lot of shows, you kind of have to look a certain way or sound a certain way. Whereas I feel like Six is a bit more inclusive, and you can kind of, as long as you're sassy as hell, you can um, do whatever you want, really. Six sassy. That's not, not Six sassy. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Does seeing the, the I don't even know what the correct word to call it is sort of like the Broadway glow up, shall we call it? Does yeah. seeing that make you want to give it another go? Would you ever consider that? I'm very jealous of the costumes. I'm very jealous of the wigs because, as you know, I had to dye my hair pink for two years. I would give it another go. I would give it another go. Maybe like a song, maybe like a different queen. Maybe. I don't Ooh. know. Yeah. Maybe. Potentially. Maybe, one. maybe the Broadway production. Maybe that could be the tie-in. We could send you there. Yeah, that would be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think you told me that your back hurt all the way through that show doing all those whips. So maybe maybe your back yeah. will have something else to say. Maybe, Amy, don't do it. Maybe I'll be too old by the time they ask, if they ever ask me to do it and I'll be like, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> My body won't let me do it anymore. You never know. Something that's amazing that's come out of, of your time in Six is a little group that you've created, which is very exciting. And I see all over my social media, literally the reaction <laughs> has been insane so also can I just check am I saying it right is is it called seven I know we're going to how do you say well, it well we were called seven at the beginning and then we changed it to SBN because we thought it was sexy okay. um so now we're SBN so people still call us seven and it's still you know connected to six yeah. it's got that kind of but it's SBN I like that you know because I suppose right? it's, it's clever in that it's a play on words but it's also standalone which is like right. you know us from this but now we're doing this and it's like oh right we should say that it's an amalgamation of the original west end cast members and the lovely yeah. grace in there as well who was of course a fantastic alternate so yeah. you get all of your faves which you've seen on there and you guys have released some music which means that we get to hear those voices that we're so used to singing one thing now singing something <laughs> yeah. else so tell me about this first single it's, it's very good oh gosh so much to tell you so yes we released um a song called Queen, um, which is a cover of Jesse J's um, song, um, but it's like an SBN arrangement of it. Me and me and Natalie are the uh, musical department, um, so we arranged this song, and so we've released this song. It's kind of like our precursor to maybe then like do our own thing, which might be coming, you know, very soon. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. We've had an absolute blast, and that's one of the most amazing things that's come out of you know, this year is that we were, we were all free. So we could all do that. We always wanted to do it when we were in the show, but we were so busy. And then when we all left the show and all did our own things, we could just never ever get together and make it work. So actually having this year has been a really positive experience for all of us. 
um, because we've got to do what we always wanted, which was create this this thing. And was it because you've had the time together in the show, therefore, does that make it easier musically to be able to know perhaps what works for one person when you're writing, what perhaps works with someone else? Does it sort of make it yeah. a little... Does it make the process a little bit more organic because you know what works? Yeah, it's so easy. Like if we're all in a room together, we know exactly what harmony we're going to go for. That we know, we just know each other's voices so well. And so when me and Natalie are like arranging the songs, we're like, oh yeah, that's the JJ line, or or that's Grace, that's Millie. It's so quick and it's so easy. And the same for like uh, when we're rehearsing and Millie and JJ do, do all the choreography, and they just know like what suits our bodies and. Yeah, it's, it was such an amazing thing when we did the, the first show, we did the reunion that we just we just did it and it just happened. And we were like, wow, that was really easy and really, really good fun. And we don't want to stop doing it. So, yeah, it's been an amazing experience. And is the plan you mentioned, obviously, the possibility of an album. And I will, of course, let you keep that secret. But it is the plan to is <laughs> to continue. It's not just going to be one song. We're going to keep going and sort of take over the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Those are things that in the pipeline. That we, yeah, we can't wait to like just get it all out there and show everybody what we've been up to. Yeah, it's really it's really exciting. It's very exciting. And I love the fact that we get to experience you in a different setting, obviously, in the world of music. And if anyone's wanting to see a little bit more, get to hear a little bit more, obviously, learn more about the creative process and the ways that you guys write and create. There's also an option for people, I believe it's through Patreon, to be able to see a little bit more as well. Yes, yes. So we started Patreon, which is an amazing platform, especially for like emerging artists, because it's a way that fans can connect to them. But also for us, it's great because we can use you know the patreon money to fund our projects you know writing sessions or getting the studio which is a lot of money um so actually it's a really cool way that we can um you know have this little community that's like our community and then when we go on to doing our live performances they they reap the rewards so it's it's very cool so yeah patreon.com slash svn band if you fancy joining our little crew this isn't too far away from people listening to this from a little sort of international song contest called Eurovision. And this was one of the things I told you before we started talking that I know that you are connected to in a way. So this is something that I didn't know. So I want you to educate me about the fact that you were involved in the wonderful world of Eurovision. So for people like myself that have no idea, can you tell me what happened? I my One of my biggest dreams is to represent the UK in Eurovision. Oh my God, I love it. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's a, it's a proper solid dream that I've had since I was a child. Me and my mum used to watch the Eurovision every, you know, every year. I auditioned, but really I wanted to, to do it with the girl group that I was in, Goldstone, which you know. And um, yeah. so I did my audition. And at the end of my audition, I was like, do you mind my, my, my girl group are outside? Do you mind if they come in and audition? They were like, absolutely. So they came in and we ended up doing the, um, you know, they do the Eurovision You Decide program where they decide who's going to represent. I don't know if they do that anymore, actually, but they did um so we auditioned for that we got through but sadly nil pois <laughs> they didn't want us will but um you know it could happen in the future you don't know well exactly and also <laughs> you've got a group there you've got with yeah. a huge audience so you've literally got two girl groups now to pick from I mean literally double the double the trouble double the fun so therefore yeah. I I think it could happen I think it would be amazing to see you on an international platform like that and oh. also if anybody and I'm saying this officially on record if anybody knows how to turn on the camp it's Amy Atkinson so come on <laughs> 
exactly. I'm all about that life. All about it. We need a bit more theatricality, I think, in the Eurovision from the UK, I yeah. personally think. I agree 100%. I actually think, you know, not that my Eurovision expertise knowledge is too great, but I, I think that's what we're missing. I think it's good, yeah. but I don't think it's fun enough. I think if you go back to the days of Scooch, you know, hello, fun, camp, like yeah. that's what people want. So I think I think bring on the, the sort of the staginess. Let's go wild. Yeah, I think so. Just some drama, you know? Yes. Need the drama. Although I will say that Lucy Jones was, of course, amazing and she was very well, dramatic. She, she bought the drama. And she did and well. That, she got on the left and she did of the well. board. That's the best we've done ages in ages. And I think, yeah, I mean, she was fabulous. She was fantastic. Anyone that's sort of thinking about coming back to the theatre, I think the one sort of worry that people have is just about, you know, how safe is it? How do the uh, people on stage feel? How is, I guess, the vibe? Like, what's the vibe like in the world of theatre? For someone that's literally in the middle of, of a run, returning back to the West End, how are you mm. finding it? Well, it's so safe. I, I, I was not shocked, but it's so... Um, so we're in our dressing rooms now. We can't leave. Um, and we've all... Every time we leave, obviously, we have to get masked up. Uh, we've all taken tests every every day um, and we get escorted down to the stage we have to stand on a particular spot so we're not like near anybody um, and yeah and then we do our thing we go on and then we again get escorted back up to the dressing room so it's very very safe from from like a backstage point of view um, and yeah I just think um, they've done it really really well they, they really, really have. I feel great. I feel safe and secure and I feel everyone else does. Um, so I think anyone listening to this who's who's thinking about coming back to the theatre, it's it's safer than getting on the tube. It's safer than, you know, walking around the streets because everyone's so cautious and, and yeah, it's really, really brilliant. How is it in terms of stage door? That's obviously not a thing at the moment. No, it's not a thing at the moment. Um, I guess slowly maybe it'll be introduced back in because um, I know that's a big part of some people, you know, the theatre goer experience um, is, you know, meeting people back at, at stage door and stuff. But yeah, at the moment it's, it's not a possibility, which is understandable. Yeah, totally. And I think as the months and weeks go on and as yeah. you know once Pretty Woman comes back and there's opportunity for people to come see you and of course your lovely co-star Danny Mac who is incredibly yeah. good in that role big shoes again yeah. to fill and he absolutely smashes it but I guess sort of my last question before I let you go be a West End superstar again is just what's the thing that you're most looking forward to when you and the red dress get reunited once again oh gosh so many things um I'm look, firstly, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again, as in my castmates and everyone backstage and all of that. I'm really looking forward to opening at the Savoy. That's so exciting. But I think the most, yeah, it's just that feeling. You know, when before you know the curtain opens or before the, the orchestra starts, it's just that moment where you hear the audience like from a backstage point of view you're backstage and you're waiting to go on and, and you can hear like the the rumbling of the crowd and and then it kind of like gets really really quiet and then it starts it's almost like people know it's about to start it's like, do you know what I mean when you're sitting in the audience yeah. and it's suddenly like hushes and then it starts that's what I'm really looking forward to that moment it's it's literally almost indescribable like I, I literally hope that there's a way that you know all these musicals can capture that moment and what it's like yeah. I don't know if that's through a film or through just through anything and I'm sure social media will you know your social media and, and everybody involved in the show will be able to capture that on the night because it is yeah. going to be like starting again in the best possible way with a familiar faces and a familiar show but just yeah good luck with that at your new home of the Savoy Theatre which is a very very special venue and I think it's just going to feel perfect particularly for this story so um, yeah. good luck thank you so much for your time today I absolutely adore you so I'm so grateful that we got the opportunity Aww. to do this thank you for having me
And most importantly, good luck with your show tonight. Thank you so much. I can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) You've been listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Find out more about Eleven at elevenpodcast.com or via the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.